Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you feel free in the Holy Ghost? Amen. Freedom to worship the Lord. Freedom to magnify the house of the Lord today. Um, you may be seated just for a few minutes. I have a few housekeeping things I'd like to do, if you don't mind. Um, Bishop, are you coming to the platform? Come on. Um, I just want to really, I'd like to just thank the the men of Grace Gospel Worship Center, Brother Carlton, Brother Joshua, Brother McCauley, and Brother Bovell for coming out yesterday and helping us with a neighbor do their leaves and do the leaves at the church. I want to thank you all. It takes many, many hands to um, be able to take care of the, the property, and I appreciate you all for coming. I want to uh, um, if, if I may say this, I want to, uh, I pray blessings on you. I pray blessings on you. Um, I want to also, this is for Christmas for Christ. Uh, it is for us spreading the gospel and Lord willing, this money will go to someone out of this church that we will be starting or the daughter work and starting a work. Amen. My goal is to see us grow. And a desire not to grow the building, but to grow, grow enough so we can send out and start another work in Jesus' name. Uh, I also want to thank everyone. I, I tell you, I wasn't, um, I, I was very blessed with uh, my birthday and, and pastor appreciation. It's very difficult for me, um, but thank you all so much. I mean, you all were amazing. The food, the, uh, the gifts, the cards, uh, your, your, what you said, I thank you. I can't thank you. I love each and every one of you. Uh, I appreciate every one of you uh, for what you do. And um, I was very, very pleased with my son, Aaron, who ministered on pastor appreciation. Um, we, we know he, we give God the glory, but um, he's, he's doing very well. He's coming along and I, I look forward to great things in his life and his wife's life in the near future and all. So another thing I want to announce is we're still having a Sunday school meeting today after church. Even though we're short some teachers, I will dismiss for those that are here, I think. Yeah. Um, so the little children, my wife is not here. So we will have a teacher, though, at some point. We're going to have backup teachers. I'm telling you that right now. I believe... Uh, Natalia will be a part of my team and uh, uh, assistance there. So we won't, when someone is not able to be here, we will have plenty of coverage. So Sunday school is dismissed right now for the ages that I have, which looks like youth only right now. Well, thank the Lord. So Sunday school, everybody's dismissed for Sunday school. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Tiana. All right, well, let's stand for the reading of the Word of God. I know it's a little warm. I pray you're not too cool because I did turn some air on to kind of cool it down a little bit uh, in the house. But I, I feel a, I feel this is kind of a, this is going to be kind of an encouraging message plus a pushing message, okay? 
Amen. This is going to push you. It's going to push you to another level. It's going to encourage you to go to another level. It's, it's going to be encouraging, but it's also going to be moving us to another level. In Philippians 4.13, the Bible says this. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I did it in the Amplified also, and I want to read that to you. I don't know if our Spanish has it in Amplified, but I can't even read it back there. He has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. I want to read it in a living. For I can do everything God asks me with the help of Christ, who gives me the strength and the power. I title it today, I Can. And you may be seated. Father, I need you today. I need you to direct my footsteps, oh God, in the word that I feel that you've given for your people. I pray, God, that, Lord, our ears be open, hearts be open to receive what thus saith the Lord. I pray a blessing on our ears to be open, a blessing on our hearts to be open, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I do want to remind you that Sunday school will be starting um, December, 1, December 4th. Sunday school will begin at 10. And there will be an adult Sunday school, there will be children's Sunday school, and then we'll come in to worship at 11. And I say that because, you know, we, we, I want to be kind. We tried to, um, we tried to accommodate late risers and tried to see if that would uh, do something for Sunday school. It did not. So it's really going to do something for those that are dedicated, committed, and want their children to be in Sunday school. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go back to having Sunday school at 10 a.m. for all ages, uh, that being an adult and children, and then we'll come into worship at 11. So it's very good. I, I enjoy being in the house of the Lord. I'm thankful for the Lord. I'm thankful for the people God has placed in my life. But I, I want you to understand that I can. I, the, 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 the scripture tells us, I'm taking it right out of our scripture, the Bible says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. There is no strength in me physically or emotionally. Or can I get strength to do the things of Christ without Christ in my life? And so I, I'm taking my, my text is strictly I can because I'm standing on God's word. Amen. I want, to know, want you to know that I cannot do anything without his power. I cannot, I cannot uh, uh, operate without his power. I can't witness without his power. I can't testify without his power. I can't preach without his power. I can't teach without his power. I can't, I, I can't make it without his power. I would, be, I would be miserably lost without him in my life. He is what keeps me and guides me. He keeps my mind from going back to the old man who wants to just cuss people and and uh, uh, be ugly to people. You see, I, I, I'm just being transparent because without the Lord, my old mat and my natural man wants to rise up. 
Maybe none of you have that problem. But I, I, I still have to stay prayed up. I still have to ask God to forgive me. I still have to tell God I can't do it without you. Amen. I can't lead your people without you. I can't preach and teach without you. I can't even get up every morning without him. Amen. I get up every morning with him. I thank him for letting me be able to roll my foot or just raise my head up and open my eyes. I say, thank you, Lord, because I know this would not be possible without your power in me. Amen. And so I know I need the power. It, without doubting, without any doubting, we need God's power in us. God says we can, and we say we can't. How many has come up against obstacles, and we looked at the obstacle, and our flesh said, we can't do this. I can't do this. I can't go through this, this battle, or this deal, or this situation. Amen. But when... When you start going back to God's word, you got to come back to God's word. You got to go, God, you said that with your word, with you, I can do it. You said that I can make it. You said that I can, I can endure. It may be, it may be hard. It may be stressful, but you told me I could do it through your scripture. You need, that's why the Bible says hide the word. Hide it in your heart because there's days that I have not read the Bible, but there are days that his word comes back. And I'm able to live by his word. I'm able to speak scripture. It may not be the full verse, but I'm able to. Does my family back there have Jen, uh, Jeanette and them have their, hear, uh, their earbuds? They need some. Sorry. Who is right? Who is right? Your God or, or the situation? And I'm not saying that every situation God's going to work out. Because if that was the case, he'd be like an, a genie. And we would always be rubbing the bottle. Okay, Jesus, I need you to take care of this problem. What we need to know is, is that we can do all things through Christ. We need to say in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know how you're going to work it out, but I do know this, that I'm going through it with you. I'm not going through it without you. And though it don't come out in my favor, I'm still walking with you. I'm like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Though, though, you, though you don't show up, though you don't deliver me, I'm still going to serve you. See, you got to come to a place that you've got to have made up your mind that though he hasn't answered the prayer, though he has not pulled the situation the way you want it to go, you've got to still be able to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and Lord, I know you're with me. And I'm not walking away. Even if you don't fix this for me. You know, it's funny. It's funny. Sometimes we break the law and then we want to pray, God, get me out of the situation that I just did. And then, and then something happens. Listen, when you break the law, you break the law. You should have some kind of consequences. When I speed, I get caught. When I run a red light, I get caught. I pay the ticket. Right? If you break the law, own up to it. Because you're not honoring God when you say, oh, I've been delivered, right? I got a victory. I mean, anyway, don't let me get sidetracked. That's why people post too much stuff on Facebook. 
I probably should stay off Facebook, but I happen to stay on there just so I can see what people say. I know how to preach. I know how to preach when I see what's going on on Facebook. Because Facebook tells me everything they're doing in their, in their personal life. And, you know, they try to paint a pretty picture. Most of the time when people start talking about how good their marriage is, it's probably very bad. When they're trying to paint you the picture of how beautiful it is, I mean, marriages are great. Mine's great. I love my wife. I love my wife, but I'm not going to. There's days that there's sometimes we all have ups and downs. Nobody want to be real, but it's real. Two people come together. You got to work it out. Right? And I love my wife. You all should know that by now. She's my best friend. But what I'm trying to say is, is a lot of times people paint some pictures. Children being all this and all that. And behind the scene, it's a totally different story. You know, we got, we got people that say, oh, my kids are this and my kids are that. And then we got people who've got kids that they can't even post nothing about. Because it's so bad. And they're so worried about why people are posting good stuff. Listen. That's exploiting. I'm not going to put my children out there. I've got great children. I've got great grandchildren. And that's all I'm going to tell you. I don't need to post them on Facebook to tell you how good my children are. Amen. The world don't know, need to know how good they are or how bad they are. Amen. I'm praying, God, you've got you to gotta move. You're going to do a work in, in this church. Amen. And some of them are going to be raised up and do work in the kingdom of God. And some of them are going to be a part of the kingdom of God. And I don't know how that works out. But I know that my God has everything in control. He is able. God is able. I want you to know that the baby, Janice and Jose's baby, that tumor is going to be healed. I want you to know that Symphony is going to be healed in Jesus' name. Do you, you know, I don't have no fear of speaking healing. We've got to, as a body, we've got to get a hold of the Word of God and believe that God has given us the spirit of truth, the spirit of healing. Ha, come on, somebody got to know you've got the, the spirit of faith and the spirit of healing in your words when you speak it in Jesus' name. I see people that I know have faith in God but don't use it to its fullest. We limit God, so we limit ourselves. The scripture we just read says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Holy Ghost in Acts 1.8 says this, but ye shall receive power. Repeat after me, power. After the Holy Ghost is come. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And Philippians 4.13 means, means to me, not my brother or my sister, but me. You don't need to wait for somebody else to walk up and say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, be thou healed. You have the same power, the same authority through the Holy Ghost. You don't need a pastor. You don't need no, no bishop. You don't need no elder. You have the very same power that I walk with, that the bishop walks with, that an elder walks with, to lay hands on the sick. We as a body need to understand we have power in the Holy Ghost. We, we spoke over Sister Teresa she was, they, they took her to the hospital. They thought she had a, a stroke, I think, is what they, they said she had. Stroke. When all in all actuality, it was uh, vertigo and a sinus infection. But they were diagnosing it as a stroke in the very early stages of checking her out. 
We, she texts me. We begin to pray. It was literally when they figured everything out, it was strictly vertigo and, and uh, sinus. But she knew. She knew to reach out to people so the church would begin to pray for God to intervene. The church has to get to a place where we all know there is power in prayer. There is unity. When the body comes together and begins to pray, we bring power and authority together. It is a personal word spoken by the Apostle Paul to himself, and that is why, and that is the way we have to look at it. Most people, when challenged by anything, will say, I can't. I've learned some things working with Brother Macaulay. You know, Brother Macaulay doesn't say I can't. I've learned some things working with Alan. There's nothing in there in his vocabulary that says I can't. I, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm very pleased with people that say I can. Let's at least give it a shot. Let's at least try it. Let's see if it'll work. Let's see if it'll work, right? I, I, I'm thankful for people that have a I can attitude. I can in Jesus' name. We have reply, relied upon someone else too long, you see. If, I, if, if it had been me, I would have been relying on somebody else to do whatever project that maybe Brother McCauley brother, or my son Alan would have been able, would have been taken on, but I would have waited for somebody else that had more ability. But the scripture reads, I can. God is speaking to individuals as well as he's speaking to me. I can do all things through Christ because he is my strength. I know that this church can pray. I know that this church uh, has heard uh, from God and you have prayed power from heaven down here in this church. I know that the church has the Holy Ghost operating in it. I know we have the ability to lay hands on the sick and the sick be healed. I know that this church has uh, healing powers in it. I know there are gifted people with gifted uh, ministries in this church that has the, uh, the ability to lay hands on the sick and the sick be healed. I'm not naive. I know that we can do it. I know that we are able to see God manifest himself through us. Amen. And do the work in the kingdom of God. We just need to walk in it. We need to have the confidence that we that in the Lord. It's not in my flesh. It's not in me. It's in the Lord. We need confidence in God. And I, I can... I can help pray. I can, I can help people pray through to the Holy Ghost and, and not, not somebody else. I, I, I can do it. I can pray with people. I know this church can be the best at turning people to God. I, I, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. We cannot rely on others to do what God has called us to do. We need to do it. Amen. We must stop procrastinating when it comes to Bible studies. <clears throat> my guest Sunday was a guest because I invited him to church after giving him my testimony. He was the bug killer. He's the exterminator. <laughs> I hired an extermination company to come out for the ants and them little centipede bugs. And I'm not your, I'm not your, um, exterminator anymore we hired one and so he he come he wasn't even supposed to be the man that came there was four other men that were supposed to come that day and they sent him 
and he came in early, and I was only I only came ten minutes early, but he came in like twenty minutes early. He was getting ready to leave, so I pull in and he gets out the car. He said, "You know, I wasn't supposed to be here." I said, "Oh, okay. You need to leave, right?" No, no, no. He said, "I'm just telling you, I wasn't supposed to be here." He said, "And on top of it, it's a church." I said, "Yeah, we need." We got ants and things like that. So we start walking. He starts telling me what he's doing. You know, he's spraying stuff around the walls that is pet-friendly, human-friendly. I hope it kills bugs. hope it's not friendly to the bugs. I'm hoping it drives them away and not brings them in. I mean, I want people, but I don't want ants. Uh, but anyway, so we're talking, you know, we walk, and uh, he's telling me about his bit, you know, the company and, then he starts talking about himself. And I start going, man, really, where where'd you come from? You know, where's your home? Where's your original home? And he tells me a story. It's very heartbreaking. I won't tell you in case the Lord saves him and he wants to give his testimony. But it was very heartbreaking for me. So I start telling him. I said, well, man, I said, let me tell you something about the Lord. The goodness of God. Hadn't been in church since he was an infant. I said, let me just tell you about the goodness of God. I said, you're looking at a man that was an alcoholic at the age of 16. At the age of 16, he was smoking dope and dealing dope. Marijuana, if you didn't know what that was. And then at, uh, at 28, 25, he was dealing cocaine. And by the time he was almost 30, he had a, about nine grams a week he was doing that was his addiction. And I said, and then that young man, then, and then he walked away from his wife and his two children. And I said, and then just let me tell you about the goodness of God. I said, those are sad years, but let me tell you about the good years. I said, God delivered that young man, and that young man is now the pastor of this church. He put that marriage back together, and after he put that marriage back together, he, he started dealing with me in ministry. And it just, this, where I'm at now is only by the grace of God, because it was not where I envisioned myself to be where I am at 60, right? I said, but let me just tell you, I said, if it had not been for God, everything I just told you would have been wiped out. And I said, I would not have a church family that loves me. And he goes, well, is it a strict church? I said, well, I said, it depends on what you you know, your definition of strict is, I said, we're pretty strict. For ministry, that is. I said, for ministry, we're pretty strict. For ministry, I said, but as a whole, you know, it's ministry where we keep our, our lines. And he goes, okay. So how does, how does the, you know, how's the women? I said, well... I said, man, you're, you're digging deep, and you haven't even come to church yet. I said, but if you want to know, I said, I'll tell you what it is. I said, they don't cut their hair. They wear dresses. I said, he said, that's what I've been looking for. And I was, like, hesitant and going, well, they don't cut their hair, and they don't wear pants, you know, and they wear dresses. And, you know, because everybody gets turned off when you start talking about those kind of things, right? They, they get turned off because, and he's 27 years old. And I was blown away when a 27-year-old was looking for something that had some su substance to it, that had boundaries so that when he did, and he said, I'm not married. He said, I'm not, not, not ready to settle down. I, 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 you know, I haven't found a woman that I could trust, you know, and, and that goes back to his, where he's been raised from, right? You have to understand there's 
serious issues and if you ever get saved and you know you could learn his testimony if he ever tells you it but the bottom line is I'm praying for KJ I'm praying for KJ to be delivered amen when thank you um, but God it was just me starting to tell him and he goes and before he was done spraying he says I'm coming to see you Sunday I said, well, bless God, man, we'll look forward to seeing you, right? Well, I have a lot of people tell me that. I'm coming to see you. So I just said, okay, right? I don't never put a stamp on it and send it in the mail. I just say, okay, right? I trust the Lord. He showed up. You know, he was three hours away. And he drove back here Sunday morning to be here in church with us. God is doing something. Here's what I want you to know. You can give a testimony. You can talk about the goodness of God. You can share what God is doing in the kingdom of God. If, no matter what your testimony is, it will work in the, for people. People are looking for something genuine, something real, something with substance, something that will... This world is looking for what we have now. There are people in the kingdom of God that are, go to other churches that are needing and wanting something. But we just chalk, uh, write them off because they're in a church. But they're looking for something. And when God's people say, I can witness, I can testify, I can teach a Bible study. That's what he's looking God's looking for somebody that says, I can. I'm willing to teach a Bible study. I'm willing, I'm willing to uh, uh, commit to ministry. I'm willing to be faithful to the kingdom of God. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to further the message. I can, I can with Christ, I can do it, right? I can do it, I can make it. I, I'm going to be able to with, with the Lord's help, his spirit in me, his Holy Ghost in me, I'm going to be able to do it. And that's what I'm trying to get past to us today. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's not up to a few people to do the outreach. It's the whole body that does the outreach. Say it, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say it, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know this church has faith to heal the sickness because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things means we cannot, we are not limited. Romans 8, 31 through 32 says this. What shall we then say to those things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not be with him also freely give? And I want you to underline us all things. We need to memorize the scripture. We need to understand the word of God. We need to hold on to the word of God. We need to tell ourselves, I am not limited. I can win my family. My family may not be here, but I'm not limited. My God can win my family. My God can deliver my family. My, my, my spouse may not be saved, but my spouse can be saved. Don't limit ourselves to saying, well, my spouse has not been here. My spouse is not here. He's never been here. He's not been in church for X amount. Stop looking at the negative. That's what the devil wants us to look at. The devil wants us to look at the I can'ts or the he won'ts or she won'ts or it can't happen or it won't happen. I'm telling you, I'm talking to you because these are the things that I deal with in my head. I see things that God wants to do and I, 
I believe it in Jesus' name. And then the devil pops up and says, yeah, but look at that so-and-so. You thought they'd be serving God by now. Then I got to, if I'm not careful, I'll listen a second time. But if I'm, if I'm cautious, I go, I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You've got to go. You've got to go, Satan. I believe my word. I believe the word of God. I can give a Bible study. I can pray the prayer of faith. Listen, it doesn't take big, extravagant words to pray the prayer of healing. I mean, the Lord said, be thou healed. That's his word. All you need to say is, the first thing you need to say is, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, be thou healed. You don't have to get anything further than that. You don't have to go, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I, I pray down fire from heaven in the name of Jesus. God, that you would move and intervene in that organ right now. I, almost like preaching to the organ. You just need to pray, be thou healed and believe God. God is the one that does the healing. Amen. I'm not the healer. I walk with the healer. I walk with the power of the healer, but I'm not the healer. It's, the, it's in the name of Jesus that does the healing. It's in his power that does the healing. I can be a good husband. I can be a good wife. I can, I can be the best Sunday school teacher. I can be the best uh, uh, sound booth operator. I can be the best, best keyboard player. I can be the best worship leader. I can be the best drummer. I can be the best backup singers. I can be the best interpreter. I can be the best doorman. I can be the best usher. got people that don't believe that they can be a good teacher. You're a good teacher. You need to tell yourself, I'm a good teacher. Amen, amen. People say, I don't like kids. I don't like people. You need to tell yourself, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I like children. You need to tell yourself, I, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I like people. Right? Because I, this is what it's about to get people, try to win people to the kingdom of God. You got to like them. I got to like you. And I know I'm not likable all the time, but you got to like me. You got to love me. The Bible says you got to love me. Love, thy, love thyself. Love thy neighbor as thyself. If you love yourself, you're certainly not going to go here and just hurt yourself and take a pair of pliers and pinch your skin or, you know what I mean? You, if you love yourself, you're going to love your neighbor. Though they don't look right, act right, talk right, speak right. You gotta, right? You gotta pray for that neighbor. You gotta pray, God, deliver them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They need deliverance. And if I'm not praying, they don't have nobody else to pray for them. I can be the best prayer warrior. We gotta get to the place, you know, the church is open on Monday nights for prayer. It's not mandatory, but when we come together, there's something different that's happening. And now I've given you as a prayer leader. A guide so that every 15 minutes you call out your first one. Like the first one is, uh, I can't remember what the first one was. Um, community, thank you. And, and we pray for our community. We pray for the surrounding community. And then we pray for uh, the, the prodigals. And then I think we go to the, the, the body, the church. You know, praying for the church. And we pray every 15 minutes. And then the last one is praying for your pastor. Praying for the bishop, praying for the leadership of this church, praying for every, uh, and it covers music, it covers uh, worship, it covers Sunday school, it covers everybody that's got a position, sound and, and ushers, 
because we all need to be covered in prayer. I can be the best musician and singer, the best pastor, teacher. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because Jesus said I can. We need to believe the word of God. I can love my neighbor, my enemy. I can give my best to God. I can give more of myself to the work of God. I can be the best giver, most obedient to God. I can give of myself, my time, because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The word of God is, it says this in Mark 9, 23. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believeth. Listen, that's God's word. That's the word of the Lord. Mark 10, 27 said, with men it is impossible. So he's telling you right now, I know that your mind believes everything is impossible. That when you look at the situation and the, and the thing that's going on, it's impossible. But he says, upon, uh, but Jesus looking up on them saying, with men it is impossible, but stop. Not with God. For with God all things are possible. But we have to believe as the scripture says in Hebrews eleven six, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We have to have faith. We have to believe in it. We've got to walk in it. We've got to trust the Lord. The disciples asked Jesus, why would, why, why could we not cast out the devil? Matthew 17, 20 through 21. And Jesus said unto them, of your unbelief for verily I say unto you if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed underline that if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed you shall say to this mountain remove hence to yonder place and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible to you verse 21 says how be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting imperative prayer is important the church is nothing without prayer the church can have some of the greatest position uh, physicians musicians and physicians uh, but it can have the greatest musicians can have the greatest singers can have the greatest pastor can have the greatest ushers can have the greatest sound sound operator it can have the greatest aviance of uh, um, lighting technology but without prayer and the Holy Ghost all that is is entertainment and I'm not I didn't come unless Bishop wants an entertaining church I'm not an entertainer I've never been a singer never been able to sing I like to sing but I can't sing on key but the bottom line is I've, I haven't come to entertain people I've come to try to take us to a place where we can see our family saved that we can see our family delivered, that we can see other souls outside these four walls saved. I don't want just my four and no more. I don't want just the Reynolds family saved. I want the world saved. As much as we can do it, I want to reach as many people as we can. I want to see souls saved. I want to reach as many cultures as I can. Uh, you know, uh, so I know everyone here has some kind of faith. Romans 12, 3 says, God hath dealt to every man a measure of faith so all of us have a measure of faith so we are without excuse before God when we say we can't he says we can 
I'm going to do everything I can to remove all the cancer in my life. I would ask you to do everything in your power to move all the cancer in your life out. Jesus says in Mark 16, 17 through 18, says, These signs shall follow them that believe. And I'm closing very soon. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I want to make you understand. I guess I want to try to help you understand. There is nothing in that scripture that said bishop, pastor, uh, 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 elder. It, 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 it strictly everybody has that same power. Everyone sitting under the sound of my voice, if you're Holy Ghost filled, baptized in Jesus' name, had the very same power to do exactly what that scripture says. To lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. I don't play with snakes, so I advise you not to play with snakes. But the bottom line is, if you're walking in the woods, this is what I believe. I believe this with all my heart. If I'm walking in the woods and there's a snake on the ground, God's going to either protect me from it or divert it so I don't get bit. That's just how I believe. I, I don't, I, I, you know, I believe he's going to protect me. I'm not going to go over and go, oh, look at you, little snake, and pick him up and play with him. I'm not doing that. God cursed him for a reason and put him on the ground. I'm cutting its head off if I have something to do it. I'm doing. I'm killing it. People say you shouldn't kill a snake. I'm, I don't care what you, what kind of snake you are. You're a bad snake. God said you were bad. You're a serpent, so you're gone. In my, in my eyes. So anyway, and, and I and I don't drink anything deadly. I, I'm not going to go. Sister Matrona's not going to go here. I made you a, um, a daiquiri, and it has a cyanide in it. Taste it there, Pastor. I want you to try it. You're a man of God. You're a great man of God. It won't kill you. I know you. Oh, she said, I don't even know how to make that. But I don't either. I just, that was something that just come off the top of my head. But the bottom line is, what I'm trying to say is, is, let's say I'm drinking a soda and I set it down and someone drops something in it that is poisonous that, to my body. I believe, this is what I believe in my, with my whole heart. That if I pick that cup up and I do not know that it's been poisoned, that God will cover me. That's what I believe. Now, if I saw, the, I saw them put it in and I go, oh, yeah, well, I'm God's man, right? He got me. And I pick it up and I turn it down. God does not have no reason to protect me. He has no reason to protect me because I just tempted him. The Bible says tempt not. That's what the Bible says. Oh, why, playing with snakes? crazy because you're tempting the lord right drinking a deadly drink you're tempting god the bible says don't tempt him don't challenge him walk with him be with him talk with him walk with his power believe in his power know his power that's what his word wants us to do his word doesn't want us to challenge him he wants to be he wants to challenge death through us you, you were to speak deliverance. You are to speak healing. You know, I, I told, I spoke, I prayed over a drug addict. And I just said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I rebuke this drug addiction in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I cast it out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray divine healing over him and let him be healed in Jesus' name. 
and I walked away. You know why? Because I know God has the power to deliver them from the drug. I know that because he delivered me. And if he, had not, if he, if he didn't have the power to deliver somebody, I couldn't say it. How many of you have seen people healed from cancer? Look here, I want you to see these hands right now. So my God, my God has the power to do something that man can't do. My God has the power to intervene in situations that man hasn't even come up with a remedy or a fix for it right now. How many of you have seen uh, a blinded eye open? No one? How many have seen a deaf ear open? Brother Ricky, my God has the ability, my God has ability to heal the blind too, okay? So let me just say that. And Brother Ricky just uh, raised his hand for seeing people that's been deaf healed. And, and I haven't seen it personally, but I've heard testimony of where blinded eyes have been opened. I've heard testimony where deaf ears have been opened up. I, I've heard testimony where a person had a cripple, was crippled, and God re restored that leg. I don't know what are the, I think it straightened it up or something like that so they could walk normally again. That's why I pray healing over Brother uh, Daryl and, and Brother Johnson because I believe God is a healer. I know my God can raise Brother Johnson up out that chair. He's done it before. There have been people that have been raised up out of wheelchairs. I don't care how long Brother Johnson's been in his wheelchair. It won't matter. When God does it, God's power can do anything. He can heal he can restore. I know that Symphony can walk and be and live a life in school and be and, and run around with kids and do the same thing. I believe this child, uh, Janice and Jose's child, can be healed. That tumor on her back be dissolved in Jesus' name. Why? Because I serve a God that has power. I don't serve a dead God. My God is almighty and all-powerful, and he said, by my faith. And we got to have faith in him to do the work in Jesus' name. Stand with me. If you would stand with me. Five things Christ just told us that we need to do, and we can do all things through the power of the name of Jesus. Luke 10, 19 through 20. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents, scorpions, all over the power of the enemy. Here's his promise of protection. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. They are under... They are under you, not above you, and you need to understand that. God is able. Romans 8, 31. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He was fully persuaded. I want to be like Paul. I want to be fully persuaded. I want to be fully persuaded in the Word of God. I want to be fully persuaded in, in the Holy Ghost. And, and, and the word of God and, and the operating of the power of the Holy Ghost that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I want to be fully persuaded that even though my prayer hasn't been answered yet, that God's going to answer it in Jesus' name. I want to be fully persuaded that my prayers are being heard in Jesus' name. I want to be fully persuaded that he, nothing has passed his table or if he has a table or passed through heaven that he has not heard from us. That if you pray for your children, then God's heard you. And I, I'm fully persuaded that God's going to do something with them. I'm fully persuaded that God's going to do something with the families that are lost and, and children that are not serving God and, and husbands that are.
not serving God and, and this community that's not serving, that may not be in a church or even someone that needs the Lord or needs to have, hear another testimony about the goodness of God. I'm fully persuaded that anything that people need is right here in the Lord. Let me say that, in the Lord. I'm fully persuaded that God can move and intervene in people's lives and deliver them from whatever they've been bound by. I'm fully persuaded that God has the ability to develop more ministers, pastors, evangelists. Amen? I'm fully persuaded of that. I'm fully persuaded that God is able to develop teachers in this church. People that we can go ahead and start doing a work over, even in Temple Hills and, and Camp Springs. I mean, you say, well, Pastor, that's only five miles down the road. So, so we can start a work there. I mean, let's just let's figure out how do we do that. It's about souls. It isn't about a building. It isn't about numbers. It's about souls. The souls that people... These souls are, are dying and going to hell. We've got to get to a place that we want to see Jesus moving in people's lives. There's people sitting under the sound of my voice that even feel like they're unworthy to be in ministry because of their past. Well, I can tell you, first one would be me, and God has since then delivered me from that. If God can take something like me and bring me into ministry, he can take anybody. He can take anybody's mess. He took all my mess and he, man, he just did what he did. And so I'm telling you today, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. There's power in his name. And if his power is in you, you have the authority to speak his name and to see the power of God work and operate. Right now, I, I want you to know, I'm, I'm, I don't even know how to end this service right now because uh, it, it's not a service where you call people for salvation. I do, I do like to ask you if you need the Holy Ghost to know that the altar's open for that, that you can come and pray. We'll pray with you. But if you have any doubt today, if you came here with any doubt, and you feel like maybe even if you don't have no, you know, maybe you feel unworthy for the ministry, whatever ministry that would be. You feel, you feel like there's things that are going on. Now, I know there's some things that God has to deliver us from for us to be the, but I had to be delivered of my drugs. I had to be delivered of my unfaithfulness. I had to be delivered of everything that I was not that was God, that would be God. Let me say that. And so I say this today, if, if, if there's anything that you feel unworthy, then I want you to come and leave it on the altar. Anything that would make you feel unworthy, anything, I want you to, I want you to come and if you feel like there's maybe sickness that, that you feel would hinder you from doing the work of God, I want you to come because I want you to know we're going to pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and God's going to do a work. If you... Maybe you feel like it's useless that one of your family members is just not going to return to God. Maybe you just at that place right now and you just want to come and lay them on the altar. Maybe you want to just place them on the altar and, and ask God to touch them and to deliver them from the demonic grip that Satan has on them for them not to serve God. Because there's a reason they're not serving God. There's a reason 
they're not coming to the house of God. There's a reason, and whatever that reason is, some of it sounds goofy to some of us probably if they told you, but uh, um, curses that, that bind us, things that bind you to the human being that is bound is real. It's real. Because um, if you've never been, if you've never been bound by something, a, a spirit, you know, uh, I, I would say that being raped, I was bound by a spirit for a long time. I just never let it out. I never would talk about it. But that that thing had a grip on me. I wouldn't even, I just wouldn't even talk with people that had been raped. I, I wouldn't even let myself be involved with them. I would quickly usher them off to a someone else that could a psychologist or someone that could help them I would eat I, I just I, I didn't want to get connected because I had I had been gripped by a spirit of of something as tri, uh, trifling and uh, you know the atrocity that that comes from that the pain the anguish the the mental tra entrapment unless you have ever been there you'll never know that that can hinder me or you from a, doing a, a work in the kingdom of God. I believe that was the last thing I needed to be delivered of before God could really fully use me to his fullest. Once he did deliver me of that, it became an open venue for me to, to talk about anything in my life and not be afraid to speak about it, not be ashamed. I, I used to be ashamed, you know, I went to a shame conference because that's what it was about, people that have been raped and molested, going to that, and the whole time during the conference, I'm going, that's not me. I don't even know why I'm here. So when you're bound by something, the only way to get loosed of it is to come and begin to lay it on the altar with God and tell God, I don't want to be bound by this no more. You know, he, the guy that preached to me, was preaching to the remnant, preaching to the young people. I came just to support, and I sat here, tears streaming down my eyes, and he began to talk about something that we had buried deep, a little black box that I had buried deep in my heart. So deep that I had forgotten. And as he kept unveiling the layers of heart, to that black box tears streaming down my eyes I didn't know why I was crying till he got to the black box that's all he did he just kept saying oh I need to get to the black box some of you've got issues some of you've got things going on in your life and there's a black box in your heart that you have buried so deep that you are not willing to let nobody touch and he just kept unveiling he says and I'm wanting today I want God to begin to unveil everything that it takes to get to that little black box and he said when I get to that black box I believe God's going to release you of everything that you've been bound by and as he got to that black box I was uncontrollably crying I got up and I went to the altar and when I went to the altar it was almost like I felt like if you've ever carried a heavy backpack or you ever carried a, a sack of concrete on your shoulders or a, a sack of potatoes, ever carried anything like that on your shoulder, when, that, when he opened that box and I went to that altar, it was almost like it just lifted. It left me. 
I began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. It was almost like, it was just like freshness that I hadn't had in a long time. I went home and immediately I began to tell my wife, I told my family, I, I told everybody, I then told my mom and dad, and because I, I knew God would use it somewhere in the, in the near future of, of ministry. But what I'm telling you is, is we can hide things and they can cripple you for greater ministry, for greater work in the kingdom of God, for the move of the Holy Ghost in you if it's buried and you haven't laid it on, laid it on the altar. So I open it today. If you want to come, we'll pray with you. Ladies, I want you to come pray with me and Sister Avery. God's doing a work. And I want to see him do a greater work in this church. I want to see him do a greater work in me. Instead of me saying I can't, I want to say I can. Lord, with you I can do all things. With you, I'm able to conquer every spiritual battle, every, every demonic spirit that tries to come against my family. I, I, I call on the name of Jesus. God, I want my family to be saved. I want my family to be blessed. I want my family to be healthy. I want my marriage to be healthy. I want, God, I want my children to be saved. I want, God, and with you I can make, I can bring them here. I can, I can make an effort, Lord God. With you in me, I can, I can make an effort to serve you and be with you, Lord God. God, I want my children move and intervene, Lord God. God, there's a great ministry. Birthing, being birthed right here, Lord God. Just I dare not trust the soul. 
But holy trust in 